All true. Th- this guy makes just a comedy of errors on a daily basis. No BS. You have all these people that are whining, and 50 to 90 days ago, most of these people wanted to put you in a fucking cage. Uncensored. You know, the thing. You know. Oh, come on, man. Come on, Coco Buff. Rub these hairy legs. Corn pop. How many times I got to tell you it's corn pop? The Uncommon Podcast with B-Pop and Duff. You can't take away 100,000 jobs and then bring back 90,000 jobs and go, look at me. Come I brought back 90,000 jobs. Because <laughs> if you set extremely high goals, it's going to propel you a lot further than if you would have set a more of a soft-ass goal. Every episode of the Uncommon Podcast is dedicated to the first responders, police, firefighters, EMTs, frontline workers, and a special thank you to active duty military and veterans for all that you do so that we can do what we do. We have the illusion of freedom here. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast. I'll be popping Duff. Duff, what's up, brother? She got weed. <laughs> she got weed. She got weed. Yeah, we're a few weeks late on recording this one, but that's okay because I think she's still in a uh, Russian jail. Well, so. it's just because there's been so much other crap coming up. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the the whole raid at Mar-a-Lago kind of screwed that up. I was listening to a podcast on that real quick, just as a side note. I told you I did wasn't really hip on our episode, at least how the technical aspects came out on it. I thought the content was great. Right. But the technical aspects I wasn't very happy with. Did, I don't know what to believe about this anymore, to be honest with you. Like on both sides, I think that both sides are starting to use it now, just like the BLM or any of these other issues that have come up over the past two years. And I just think that it's getting perverted. Mm-hmm. I think it's just getting totally perverted now when you start looking at it. You don't know if, you know, there's speculation out there that Trump did it on purpose because he was losing favor with people. And this would be, you know, all the bleeding hearts would be like, you know, the bleeding heart, you know, freedom loving Americans that maybe aren't as boisterous or, you know, would come to his defense or something. And then you got the other people saying, you know, this was a total coup and all that. And it's just like somewhere in the middle is the truth. So, and I agree with some of the points you made on there about him, them not wanting him to get reelected. But I think it's more than that, man. I just think that, you know, I, and like I said, I think he's using it. I think everybody's using it. And I think it's a shit sandwich, no different than Uvalde. And, you know, them, you got one side wanting to take guns away, one side, no, you know, not wanting to give anything on guns. And, you know, I just, it, people are sticking their heels in the sand, I guess. Well, so on that topic, you know, we've had some time to think about all that. And the, obviously the warrants are real. Merrick Garland came out, Attorney General Merrick Garland came out and said that he authorized the, uh, they called it the search, not the raid. Call it whatever you want, it is what it is. They admitted actually yesterday, the DOJ, Department of Justice admitted yesterday that some of the items that were taken were beyond the scope of the warrant. <laughs> yeah, they returned the passports or they offered to return they, them. Well, they have to. Well, they offered them. Um, I don't know if he's yeah. taken them yet. And so, he, they took three passports, two of which I saw an article somewhere that two of which were expired. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, you, I've still got expired an expired passport and expired ID in my safe. You know what I mean? Do you know why they do that real quick? Do you know why? Because we do that on warrants too. You take know the passport so that you can't go anywhere. No. Well, maybe for him, but just if I come and I rate and I serve a warrant on your house... I want to tie something with your identity to that location. So you cannot come back in court and say, I never went there. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. But if I have your ID in the location or a piece of mail or something like that, then here you go. And this is, this is the identification. All I want on that. And I don't want to take too much time on, on that topic. 
on this one, but people need to really wake up when they say, well, Trump had highly sensitive classified documents or he had the nuclear codes. First of all, the nuclear code. If you work for any kind of reputable company whatsoever, or if you have an email account that you don't want to get hacked, you change your password every 60 to 90 days, typically. You mean to tell me the United States government doesn't change those nuclear codes frequently? Give me a break. Secondly, if the documents he had were highly classified documents, did the FBI agents going in there have, have security clearance to view those classified documents? I'm going to venture to say no. Did the people cataloging the documents have top secret classification to be able to view the documents that were taken? Okay. We all need to kind of step back and have a little bit of critical thinking and say, okay, does this make sense? I personally think they're going to indict him on something because if not, it'll be a total clown show and they can't lose face. The DOJ and the FBI cannot lose face if they do not end up charging him with something. So they will charge him with something. This is my prediction. They're going to make a public arrest for the cameras. They're going to charge him with something. They're going to tie him up in court. You know what it's going to end up being ultimately? Probably some slap on the wrist fucking misdemeanor that just, just to prove a point. Okay. And that's ultimately what it's going to be. And I, I firmly stand by the theory that they're trying to do everything they can to prevent him from running for office. That's the only reason they're doing this. So if you see an arrest that, that out there with Trump, don't freak out because it's going to happen. Nobody needs to go to the streets and, you know, burn. Well, first of all, usually conservatives don't burn cities to the ground and topple statues and write graffiti on shit and, you know, chant defund the police or anything like that. But if something like that happens, take a chill pill, take a step back because it's probably going to happen. And it's going to be nothing more than a show. That is it. Our political landscape has become fucking theater. That's all it is. We said prove a point. That's going to segue right into our topic for today. So we're gonna, if you didn't figure out by me saying she got weed, we're talking about Brittany Griner being arrested over in Russia. Yeah. I think we're going to title this Free Brittany. Free Brittany or something. I don't know. But <laughs> um, here's this first clip. This is going to be your Tulsi Gabbard with Kamala Harris clip on this. So we'll just play this and then we'll uh, react to it. President, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank Senator you, Harris, when you were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives, you did not. And worse yet, in the case of those who were on death row, innocent people, you actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to do so. There is no excuse for that. And the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, oh, you owe them an apology. Okay, so to summarize that clip, so that was during the debates uh, in 2019 for the primary, for the Democratic primary. And I'll be honest, I mean, we've talked about this before. How the hell did Tulsi Gabbard not get the fucking Democratic nomination? We already went over that. I, I mean, want to get in down I, I know, but you, you sit back and you listen to her and, you know, she she destroyed Kamala Harris's record. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is, you know, when Brittany Griner got arrested in, in Russia, now I, I want to be very clear on this, okay? You and I are, we're both 
pro, I don't want to say pro marijuana necessarily, because we're not out with fuck, we're not out with billboards and street signs telling everybody to smoke weed. But I personally think that marijuana is far less harmful than alcohol is for a new, a, a number of reasons. Okay. So to think that anybody in our landscape, our legal landscape today, where you have more and more states coming online with legalizing marijuana recreationally as well as medicinally. Uh, you know, most states, I think, is medicinally. Um, you're seeing a ton of states legalize it recreationally. And I've made the, the proclamation numerous times that I personally think that marijuana being illegal is our generation's version of prohibition. You know what I mean? I would agree. And so when you, when you look at people in this country that are incarcerated because of marijuana possession. Now, if you're hauling bricks and kilos of marijuana for distribution, that's a totally different animal, right? But if you get arrested because of a street fight and you happen to have a bag of weed on you and now you got a, a, a marijuana charge and a marijuana conviction, you know, in my mind, and I don't know all the legal ramifications and all this stuff, but in my mind, those marijuana convictions should be vacated at this point in time. Because we've gotten to a point now that we have people serving jail time in this country for something that we do on a daily basis legally. You know what I mean? And that that right there is the hypocrisy of it. And the reason I, I mentioned that clip is because Kamala Harris came out, came out when Brittany Griner's sentence came in with, I think it was, what was it, nine years? Nine years in prison? in Russia, I want to say. Kamala Harris came out and talk about, talked about the injustice of nobody should be in jail because of a marijuana conviction. Seriously? You put people in jail for the very same thing, and when questioned on it, you just laughed about it. Well, our second clip goes right into that about Kamala Harris locking up thousands of people on pot charges. You want me to play that? Yeah, let's just segue right into it. The thing that struck me when I saw Kamala Harris's tweet and her statement expressing this outrage about Brittany Griner, first of all, let me say, um, I don't think anybody anywhere in the world, world should be imprisoned for marijuana possession, period, full stop. When you look at Kamala Harris's statement on Twitter, she's expressing this outrage about Brittany Griner. My question for her and the Biden administration is, where is your outrage for your fellow Americans who are sitting in prison today here in the United States of America because of minor marijuana violations? How come you are not fighting as hard for them to be returned home and reunited with their families as you are for Brittany Griner. And to me, the message to the American people through their actions is loud and clear, is that if you are rich and powerful or famous, then you will get special treatment from this administration. If you are not, yeah, we don't care about you and we're gonna let you sit there and rot in jail. Unfortunately, like too many politicians, it seems like she puts her finger to the wind and decides what things she's supposed to be angry about on any given day, and then if it, if it becomes politically inconvenient or damaging, then she'll switch the other way. Exactly, right? Now, for a little bit of a background, so when Colin Kaepernick started his kneeling and protesting of the national anthem, you know, that kind of spread like wildfire through all the professional sports. And then when the George Floyd thing happened in 2020, it got exacerbated, and Brittany Griner in the WNBA, the women's NBA, was probably the most outspoken person 
in that organization to where she would turn her back on the American flag. You know, she numerous times wouldn't even maybe come out of the locker room. She's on record talking about how racist the United States is, you know, all this sort of just nasty vitriol that she's putting out there about the country that she's living in. She goes to Russia to play because she can make more money in Russia in their women's league than she can in the United States. Okay. Well, and this was not the first time she'd been to Russia. She'd been to Russia a, f- a few different times. Well, when you go to another country, just like if we go to another state, you better know that other country's laws on what you can and cannot have. Now, she didn't have a bunch of weed. She had a, a vape cartridge and a vape pen, which is nothing, okay? But in Russia, it is illegal. Russia, just newsflash for people out there, Russia doesn't give two shits about the laws in the United States. They don't. Just like we wouldn't care what the laws are in Russia if the situation was reversed, okay? If you're going to be in another country, you better abide by that country's laws. But I f- Or state. Or state. But I find it rather comical is probably the right word to where she spent all this time, two years at minimum, demonizing the United States, talking about the injustices here in the United States, talking about the racial inequity in the United States, how it's it, we're, we're predicated on you know white supremacy and all this other hate-filled stuff, and now she's begging the United States to come get her out of jail because she broke a law in another country. I mean, let's not get it twisted that she did break a law in another country. Now, do I agree with the law she broke? No, I do not. My opinion on that law doesn't matter. What do you expect? That's right. I'm going to tell a little story here, and this is kind of funny, but, you know, I never touched any kind of marijuana cannabis substance until I was over almost 35 years old. Like, I didn't do anything. I mean, I did a couple other things when I was in my younger years, but we won't talk about those. I was so paranoid. I went to Florida. I'm going to tell this. We went to Florida for a New Year's, for New Year's to see a friend of mine. He was a sergeant with the police department. And, you know, when you have been a cop and you've done that for, you know, you've basically, that was something when I was there that we would have to enforce, right? There was no marijuana laws and stuff. When I first started, they came in while I was there. So I'm getting ready to go down to Florida and I'm thinking about it. And my buddy tells me, he goes, Hey, bring one of those vape cartridges down with you because they, they don't have it down there. And so Brett, I'm going to tell you that was the most paranoid I've ever been in my entire life was just going to another state. Right. Do you realize what I did here? Okay. Had the car- cartridge separated from the battery, put the battery in my backpack that I carried on. I put the cartridge, I taped it to one of the poles that you use on your luggage that comes up because it's metal. Mm-hmm. I taped it. So it was right on top of that. My theory was through the x-ray machine, if I was going to get in trouble for it, at least it's metal on metal and it's kind of hard to see you. Right. Cause right. I, on those, on those drawer, on those machines, it, you know, it just comes up. It's like white. So I taped that, <laughs> taped that cartridge to it, hand the guy my bag. When we get at the curb, we did curbside and, you know, we're going down to Florida. He handed my bag. From that point forward, I was the most paranoid I have ever been in my entire life. All the way through the security line, I'm like, <laughs> they're going to pull me out. And then, you know, I'm going to get to the gate because I'm, you know, trying to take this, you know, on the plane. And, you know, even though it's not in my possession, it's going to be in the underbelly. Like, I'm going to get in trouble. Bro, the whole way over there. And anybody that's been to DIA, you know, you got to ride that dumbass train out to your stupid concourse. I'm even riding the train and I'm going, I should just leave. We should, <laughs> I should just go back. I should just go back. I don't want to go to the gate because I didn't want to. I bring that story up 
to, you know, kind of make light of it a little bit, but I was going to another state within the United States of America. The most that they would have probably done to me in Florida for a cartridge that big would probably give me a ticket and tell me I have to come back for court. Like that's total misdemeanor, like legitimately. Right. Right. But I want everybody like, this is what bothers me about this situation. Twofold. One, she's totally just, she's, she was an active participant in the total destruction of, of American policing. Okay. And I'm going to bring up a couple stats here in a second. Okay. But this is just ignorance. Isn't an affirmative defense. Okay. You can't go into court and say, I didn't know what the speed limit was. And you were doing a hundred miles an hour. Like that doesn't, that's not a defense. I didn't know I shouldn't have cannabis in Russia. Yes, you did. You actually played for a Russian basketball team over there. Mm -hmm. So you were acutely aware. Now I will say this. You made a comment earlier about like being pro, you know, being pro or whatever. I'm I'm just all about your choice. Like, I just want you to live the life that you want to fucking live. Like, that's what I really want. Right. Freedom. Right. But when you have somebody that basically has perpetrated communism, essentially, mm-hmm. like how she has advocated for certain things with the policing field. I was on the phone with a good friend down at the Denver Police Department just the other night, talked for about an hour, had a great conversation. They lost 143 officers. Now, so you have comparison. When I was on the department, we ranged somewhere between 1,400 to 1,600 officers, okay? They lost 143 officers just last year. This isn't counting 2020, when all the BLM shit was going on and there was like mass exodus started. Last year, they lost 143 officers on top of being deficient already. They are projecting to lose over 150 this year. Take a wild stab at how many people are actually making it through their 40-person recruit classes. Uh, so if there's 40, maybe five. 14. Yeah, that that's not – those numbers don't add up. The so replacements even, don't add up. Uh, recruit class takes around – right around between uh, four to six months, Okay. So you can have basically three in a year. So if you go 14 times three, take that away from the number that they're projecting this year. I told him by this time next year, everybody mark it on your calendars, put a little reminder in there. See if Dustin was right. You're going to have old whoever ends up getting in the mayor down there or whatever ends up happening. I don't know who's up for election or not, but you're going to have them calling for a state of emergency in downtown Denver next year at this time. You can mark my words on that because they are, they are not going to have enough officers. They don't have enough officers right now. I shouldn't say officers because to promote, you got to get to like sergeant, but they don't have enough sergeants right now to promote to lieutenant. Like there's only so many lieutenants on the department, dude. There's, I mean, right. there's, it's not like as many officers, right? And they can't even, they can't even like justify making more lieutenants, even the ones that have retired and everything. They can't even do that because if they're taking that, then you're taking a body off the street. Right, because you're going to take that body off the street to fill the sergeant's role. The sergeant's role is going to go up to the lieutenant's role. Now I just took another body off the street. Right, they're getting days off, canceled, and everything else. So I don't feel bad for. Her. I just want to be clear about this: ignorance is not a defense. Right. Now, do I agree with it? No. Do I think that Putin's using it? Yes. You're the dumb fuck that took cannabis over there, right at the onset of some stupid freaking war, great reset crap that we got going on right now, right. and you decided to make that decision. So let's talk about that. So she is being used as a political pawn. And there's a talk, this talk now of the Biden administration trading her and some other guy that was a spy over there that got convicted of espionage for a Russian arms dealer that we've had locked up here in the United States for like the last three or four years, maybe 10 years, something like that. So we are literally considering trading a guy that is an underground arms dealer, right? For somebody that puts a basketball through a hoop. 
That's what we're thinking of doing. And now she said before she left and she was playing here, she talked about how racist the United States was. Well, now the United States is racist because they won't get her out. This right here, in all, in all honesty, and again, I don't agree with her being in jail for a marijuana cartridge. I really don't. But I also do not feel sorry for her because ultimately she's showing that she is nothing but a spoiled little brat that had a life of privilege living here in the United States. Because she was a good athlete, she lived a life of privilege, and yet she wants to demonize all these people that are trying to that work so she can have that life of privilege. And I'm talking about the emergency responders. I'm talking about the police. I'm talking about all these people that she wants to demonize. And yet she's using this as to say, well, if this was Tom Brady, you know, we would have moved earth and fire, earth and wind to, to, to get him out. Tom Brady wouldn't have done that. You have to make the decision. And that dude, when I was a cop, that's what drove me nuts. Well, so here's the thing, though. There's all sorts of other athletes that have been caught up in other countries. Jason Whitlock talks about a friend of his that he had to go over to Thailand to get him out of a Thai prison because of something very similar. This is not the first time this has happened. How many Americans are imprisoned over in other countries, abroad in other countries that we don't hear anything about? Okay, She is not the first one. And yet you have these news outlets talking about, oh, no, poor Brittany, poor Brittany Griner. We need to get her home. You know, they, they, they wrongfully imprisoned her. No, they imprisoned her correctly based on their laws. Just because they have stricter laws than we do doesn't make them wrong and us right or vice versa. Now, I, I'll say it again. Do I think she should be in jail? No, I don't. But guess what? She made the choice to go to another country where, where where weed was illegal. She brought weed in the country. Guess what happens? You pay the consequence. There's that saying, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, right? That's where she's at. And I'm sorry, but if this would be a normal citizen, white, black, brown, doesn't make no difference. If this was a normal citizen in the same situation, do you honestly think anybody in the Biden administration would give it any kind of thought as to, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do a prisoner swap? No way. It's only because she's been given a voice because she's a, a WNBA player and she was outspoken the way she was. That is the only reason. And as far as I'm concerned, you reap what you sow. Karma's a bitch. One quick story, and then I want to play this clip. I pulled over a stolen car one day. It was surprising that they actually pulled over. Once they took, once they fucked our chase policy, then it didn't matter. Everybody just ran. But I pulled this car over one time, and it was a takedown for the narcs. They had been doing surveillance on this guy. <laughs> so we get him out of the car, and I go, hey, man, what's in the car? What should I know about? Is there any bombs? I always used to just say, is there any bombs, nukes? You know, I used to get people to laugh to just chill out because most of the time it's the answer is no. There's nothing really in there, right? But you can tell just by somebody's face once you start doing that kind of stuff. If they don't even chuckle or anything, you know, you know. And you'll see, start seeing them sweat and stuff. And so I get him out of the car. I go, hey, man, what's in that car? He's the only guy in it. Our undercovers have been watching him for the last hour. I go, what's in that car? I don't know. It's not my car. Okay. Search the car, of course, get a brick of dope, you know, put it in there. Go to put him in cuffs. And I said, okay, you have anything on you I should know about? You got any needles? You got any, you know, anything that's going to be in your pockets because you're going to be detained and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get everything out. Nope, nothing on me. Okay. Put him in cuffs. Go to search him. Find a dime bag of dope in his pocket. I go, what's this? I thought you said that there, there was, a, I don't know what that is. I said, oh, okay. Well, it's only in your pocket. Well, these aren't my pants. <laughs> wow. I swear to God, dude, that's okay. a true story. And I've had more people tell me that they weren't as, they were literally wearing a pair of pants and these are not my pants. How many times? <laughs> let me ask you this: in your life, in your life, just as a, just as a side this is not note, not my pants. Just as a side note, how many times 
in your life, did you legitimately, let's say after the age of like 10, so you know, your dad didn't throw a shirt on you or something, but how many, how many times in your life can you actually count where you wore another man's pants? Bro, let me tell you something. I don't even like wearing another person's hat. Like, you know me. So people out there listening to know me know that anytime you see me, I'm probably got a ball cap on. Okay. It's my, one of my biggest pet peeves for people to try on my hats. Okay. So based on that, if you think I'm putting another man's pants on you out your mind, the only thing I could equate it to for myself was like when I was still playing college football or something and you'd forget your travel suit or something. So the guy that was injured, you're like, Hey bro, let me borrow your, so you didn't get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that was li- literally the only time in my life that I can like in my brain, go back and go, have I ever wore somebody else's clothes? Like I picked him up because think about what that would mean. Okay. If that dope was legitimately in that guy's pocket, in that pocket of those jeans, that means that those jeans had, were worn, <laughs> right? Cause you have to envision there probably a pair of jeans on the floor somewhere. You better and, hope the prior guy wasn't going commando. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just thought that was a funny side note, but here's a quick, um, a little three minute segment. I just, I really like Charlie Kirk and he's interviewing a guy on here. I don't know. It doesn't have his name, so I'll try to get it. I'll try to get it and drop it in the show notes, but this is called the truth about Brittany Griner's detainment. Okay. And I like Charlie Kirk cause he breaks it down and I felt like he was as fair as Charlie Kirk can be, you know, against, you know, some kind of progressive thing, but I just wanted to play this. Prisoner transfers usually, usually work. Brittany Griner goes to Russia with drugs, shouldn't have done that. She's, an, she's a fellow American, despite the fact she hates America. She kneels during the national anthem. Under a normal administration, I believe Brittany would already be home. We saw that with um, the Ball brother, uh, with Lamar, I get them all confused, when Trump got these prisoners home. But now it seems as if we're doing this elaborate prisoner swap with the merchant of death. Why? How do prisoner swap, swaps usually work, and why is this so outrageous what we're entertaining right now? Well, I think the first thing to say is that the State Department has a whole bureau that deals with uh, with this, detained Americans. And, you know, it's a very, very slow process. If you commit a crime in another country, we usually let the other country kind of go through the machinations of its legal process. We uh, demand access. Um, there's consular affairs, individuals, uh, Americans working overseas in the embassies who will go see the the. American who's detained. It's a very slow process and we try not to jump, you know, forward on legal processes. But there are times when the detaining, um, detained American is so outrageous that the political types and usually the NSC or the White House jump in and say, this is unacceptable. We're not waiting. We're going to get you home. And I'll, I'll give you two examples under the Trump administration. We all know ASAP Rocky and who was detained um, for uh, some crazy ideas that um, uh, wouldn't be so crazy here in America uh, under the current woke system. Um, but but we also had Pastor Brunson in Turkey. And in both situations, I remember that one. Yeah. In both situations, President Trump just said to Turkey and to um, Sweden, hey, uh, we're going to use tariffs and our economic leverage if you don't allow this person to come home immediately and we're not going to negotiate, you've got to let this person come back. And in both instances, pretty quickly, the legal process collapsed and uh, we got our American home. Now, you can't use that all the time, but you certainly can use that in situations like Brittany Griner. I think 
what better way to show someone who hates America that America is the one who is not going to let her down just simply because she hates America. She's going to come home and realize that the American system is the greatest system in the history of the world. She may come home a little too late and think Joe Biden wasn't the greatest president, but uh, she, she certainly and she and her family know that if Donald Trump were in office, she wouldn't be there. Well, not, I'll be honest with you. The last statement he said that if Donald Trump was in office, she would not be there. I would agree with that. Because it's not like Trump would have said, oh, you're on your own because you hated me and you you protested me and, you know, defund the police and all that sort of stuff. He basically would have told Putin, you release her now or we'll unleash hell on you. And that was, uh, his last name was Grenner. He was the former acting director of uh, the National Intelligence Agency. Right. And instead what's happening is she's be- she's becoming a political pawn between Putin and Biden because Putin doesn't respect Biden. Matter of fact, who would? He, again, it's, why do you think he's attacking Ukraine? Right. It's the same thing. Okay, this is our last clip. I just want to get all our clips out of the way, and then we can just walk them out. We can chat for a second, and then we'll walk them out here. But this is Joe Rogan. We love Joe Rogan on this podcast, or at least mm-hmm. I do. So it's just going to reinforce uh, a statement you made earlier. I'll let them uh, hear it. Griner situation. Yes. Right? Brittany Griner is imprisoned right now in Russia yeah. because she went over there to play basketball, and she had uh, cannabis oil, oil or vape shit. cartridges. That she had on her. Yeah. She, I, I don't know if she just didn't know they were illegal or if she tried to sneak them in. Uh, and they're, they've got her arrested. It's against the law. And she might do 10 years in jail over there, which is fucking but, horrific. But let's she's, also clarify. She's already been over there for months. But here's what's important. But, this is are, pol- yeah. but Hold on. Yeah. People are freaking out about this, right? Yeah. They're freaking out. Russia needs to let her go. We have people in America right now locked up for marijuana, and they've been locked up for fucking years. For years <laughs> and funny. years and years. And there's not one. That's there's funny. thousands of yeah, them. Yeah, so yeah. What, they're not good at throwing a fucking ball into a net? <laughs> yeah, 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 is that yeah, what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. They're not good at that one thing that we like to watch? Oh, so dude. those fucking people yeah. don't get let out? That's the other thing that we do, right? We completely compartmentalize our rage. I mean, he basically said what I said or vice versa, right? But, it, it, I mean, how, how true is that? You know what I mean? The sad thing is, like I say, she's being used as a political pawn that she, she I have no doubt she'll get out of this situation. I have no doubt. She's not going to serve in nine years, bro. No. But what are we giving up in order to get her out? I honestly think that she's being used as a means for the United States to trade prisoners, to get our two spies back and to get, and for Russia to get their arms dealer back. That's what's really happening. And they're using her as a way to hide exactly what's going on saying, well, we have to do this to get her home. You give, this administration gives two shits about her. They're just using her as, as cover for what's really going to happen. Mark my words. When you hear that the Waylands got released and they we had to give up, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a Russian arms dealer. That's that's what's really going on. And they're using her as a media cover. So my last point on this is we got to stop letting these people around us get worked up over bullshit. Like everywhere you look about this, it's, oh, you know, outrage here and she deserves it there and all this stuff. And I just think that we're gaslighting this topic just like everything else has been gaslit over the last two years. Mm-hmm. You brought it up. She's not the first person to get detained overseas. And she isn't going to be the last. She's never going to be the last. Nope. So I agree with Joe Rogan in the in the sense of, you know, just because she could put a ball in a hoop doesn't make you special. No. 
And huh. just because you're a football player or just because you're, uh, you know, you fight for the UFC, some of these guys that are from overseas, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. It is your responsibility. We just, did, we just got done recording an episode basically about personal responsibility. It is your responsibility to understand all of the, the nuances of everywhere you're going to go. Why do I not go out of the country? How many times have I said it on here? Why do I not? Because I'm not, I don't want to take the chance of getting locked in a freaking thing for 14 days because some of these countries are still buying into the COVID narrative. I don't go to other certain countries because I know that me being looking how I look, I have one giant target on my back to become the, uh, a victim, right? A kidnapping victim. Right. Now I'd probably die before they actually got me in the car, but you know, but it, <laughs> right. you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to make these decisions. And if you have to go somewhere for your employment, you better know what laws are in place over there because she does that over in one of these Asian countries, bro. And guess what? It's not nine years in jail. They'll fucking cane you. Well, over in some, some of those places, it's like hard labor. Well, they'll chop your hands off. They'll take a finger. You talk back. They do weird stuff, right? right? I was listening to Joe Rogan on his last episode, not the one that we just played, but he just had a last episode come out. And I don't know if, if you ever watched the movie, but did you ever see the movie Deer Hunter? I did. I have not. No. So he played a clip on there. I've never seen it. I'm going to go watch it, but it was the scene where they're forcing people in a Shanghai prison to do Russian roulette. And then when he, if they don't pull the trigger, then they whip him with this cane thing. And they, you know, they're making them point it at their friends and stuff, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like those things happened in the, in the past. I don't know how they are now. Right. But you look at some of these other movies about the guy that got locked up in the Turkey prison. Right. Or, and some of those are based on true events. Right. So again, it is on you. You have to educate yourself. You have to know where you're going. You have to understand what the parameters are of whatever you're being engaged with. That's absolutely right. And on that same thing, you know, she's come out and, you know, she's like, well, you know, if, if it was, was, again, LeBron or Tom Brady, they had already gotten me out. Well, I can't, I, I, I'm going to venture to say Tom Brady wouldn't put himself in that position with LeBron. I doubt it. But at the same time, don't try to make this a, a race issue. Don't try to make this a gender issue. It's got nothing to do with either one. Okay. You simply broke a law in another country. Granted, the laws of bullshit law, but nevertheless, we have bullshit laws in this country too. You broke a law in another country. Now you're being used as a political pawn. Suck it up. Maybe next time when you get back on American soil, you might have a little bit different perspective about the land in which you live and not being so oppressed. Because guess what? Now you are oppressed with very little help. And with that, everybody, share the show. Please share it. Please review us. Please rate us at whatever platform you're on. Stay dangerous. See you.